Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Hi, it's AJ Vaden, and thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue, please visit freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for a free brand strategy call with one of our personal brand strategists. Again, that's freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for your free call. Talk to you soon. It is a happy day for you because you are going to meet one of the coolest people ever. Her name is Susie Moore. We met Susie at an event we were at with Michael Hyatt, who of course is a good friend of ours. And Susie is one of these people that the more we've gotten to know about her, the more that we have fallen in love. And AJ and I know her and her husband Heath pretty well. We've gotten to meet him face to face a couple times. And she is somebody who used to be a sales director in Silicon Valley. And she left that to become a life coach and an advice columnist. But her real expert, one of her real expertise is understanding media. All right. So she helps people develop confidence and does a lot of coaching around that. But tactically, she knows a ton about the media. She's been on the Today Show herself. She's been on Oprah. She's been in all the big outlets. She's been in media over 300 times, I think, if I saw that right. It's, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. 300 different outlets. There you go. And she's just a master at it. So she's an author. You know, her first book was called What If It Does Work Out? And she lives in Miami with Heath and they're just awesome. So I felt like you had to meet Susie to talk a little bit about media and PR. So Susie, welcome to the show, my friend. Rory, I just love you and AJ and I'm so like honored to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So I remember when we did our first book launch, we hired a publicist and we did like, you know, a tour bus and we were around the country and like we did all this like formal media. And in my mind, it was just like this one time event. And yet you have, you help people like stay in the news all the time and just kind of like understanding how to use media to drive their business. So I guess my first question is just sort of like, what do you think are the misconceptions that people have about PR in media in general? And specifically, I'm talking about, you know, for our audience is mostly like either authors or speakers or executives who are trying to promote a cause or a book or a movement or some type. Yes. I mean, I think there are a few misconceptions. A couple of the real big ones are that you have to have, you know, fancy connections, that you have to have some type of training or foot in the door with somebody or something, that you need a publicist, that this isn't something that you can do yourself. I think, you know, the media can be a little bit intimidating. We don't know where to begin. Sometimes you think we have to be a real expert expert, you know, and certainly as authors and entrepreneurs, we already are experts in our field. But sometimes I think it can be a bit intimidating. You think that you still need to wait or you need you know, somebody to help you do it and that it's just not accessible. 
And really the opposite is true. Mm. And it just need content like you're being generous when you are pitching yourself a couple of my editors need 15 pieces live per day on their wow. website yeah i mean they need a lot of content fresh content daily so they also want to hear from you the talent i mean there's certainly a place for publicists because you're know, doing you know diy media isn't for everybody especially at a certain business level but I know, you know, having a lot of editors as friends now that they want to hear from the talent, which is just regular people like you and me with regular stories. And you're saying, when you're saying hear from them, you're saying it's not a hit to your credibility to reach out yourself versus having someone on your behalf do it. It's the opposite, right? It's actually having a real human, right? A real personal person, (laughs) a person with a human story, you know, reaching out directly, wanting to connect directly, wanting to just kind of speak from the heart. I mean, the best stories, the best media messages are just these real stories, right? Human beings, like what it is that we have to say, what we've experienced, what it is that we've learned that we have to share. Hearing from the source is preferred in most cases. Interesting. Yeah, I think that, so that is a misconception for sure is like, I got to have a publicist just even to be credible. Oh. Now, and, and so I, I hear you saying, so it's not that. Where do you find these people? Because you go, okay, let's say you are going to DIY. And, and you know, some of our clients have pretty big operations and they're probably going to have someone. But a lot of our clients are newer and they're just getting started and they need a few media appearances to like build some of that credibility. I think you're right. It seems daunting. It feels overwhelming. It's like, why would anybody reach out, listen to me? And I don't even know where to start. So where do you go find these people? I mean, it's an interesting question, right? Because it, look, the, the daunting factor just puts people off in the beginning, right? It's like, I just won't bother, right? You know, I do need some help with it. Whereas people are just humans. They're accessible everywhere. Like when you think about how do you find anybody's info anyway, right? Twitter is still known as a writer's platform. If you go to any like large media outlet, there's often a contact with us page. If you even look at any magazine, first name, last name is listed. Finding contact information. I mean, once I was speaking to an editor recently and I'm like, is it okay if I give a couple of my friends your email address? And she's like, if they had five seconds in a Google account, they could find it. Editors want to be available too. They want to be found by people. Again, just like you and me. And I even have a couple of editor friends, Lori, who say, if I get publicist emails, I just delete them. You know, so against you in some cases, because if somebody's, you know, found your information and they crafted a pitch that's that's relevant and suitable, then you've really gone up in an editor's estimation immediately. They already can see was a really promising source. So finding information, I mean, you just, I use a couple of different email sites for specific, you know, if it's Condé Nast or Hearst, for example, or NBC, if you're looking to pitch television. But I mean, the information's everywhere. It just takes, you know, five minutes of homework to say, you know, hours of hustle. But the editor is who you're going for. Is that who you're looking for? Yes, the editors or producers. Yeah, depending on all the podcast booker. And often it's just reaching out to a host directly on Instagram. It can be as simple as this. We're all, again, right, we're all just human beings. We love stories. It really, you know, it's what makes the world go around. And people want to receive pitches. They need content. And if you, if you have something relevant for their audience, then you're, you're being of service to them. I love it. Okay. So number one, don't necessarily need a publicist. Number two, you can find the people they want to be found. Number three. So you're just saying like ways. Yeah. So then the third thing I think is that they need you probably more than you need them. So those are big things. So now let's talk about the pitch itself. All right. So when you say pitch, that's Mm -hmm. like an email or a DM or something, right? Is typically that's going to be how it happens. Yes. What, what do I need to know to like 
get their interest, make it worth their time, reach out? Like, how does their mind work? What do I need to know about how their mind works so that I can craft what I'm trying to say in a way that they go, sure, done, let's have you? Yes, it's a great question. So a pitch essentially is you in an email in no more than three paragraphs saying why you're a perfect fit for this editor at this time. And then looking for just a couple of very simple things. They're looking for relevance, right? So if you're a travel website, no one wants to know about your newborn baby unless it's about traveling with a newborn baby, right? So it's surprising how few people do the research on specifically what type of content editors want. And all you have to do, again, it's five minutes of like going to travelandleisure.com, going to marieclaire.com, going to Esquire, going to you know whatever website it is and just seeing what type of content is being created. So you want to be relevant and a natural good fit for their audience, what it is that you have to say. And then also just being succinct in how it is you present your information. So a lot of mistakes I see, probably the most common mistake is a lot of rambling and a lot mm. of why you like I'm this and I've authored this many books and I've been here and there. You know, it's great to include a couple of clips, like, but your bio is like one sentence saying why you, right? So you know, who cares and why you? So I'm Rory and I do this for a living. And then you say your pitch very simply, what your idea is, and then a couple of sentences about what you'll say in your article. So this is for a guest post specifically, or even for a segment, what it is exactly that you're going to say about that topic. And then just having, you know, a scarce, I mean, ideally you can also peg it to something happening in the media. So if, I mean, thinking about anything that's in the news today. Okay, so, so hold on on that part, because I want to come back and hit that. So you're saying too much rambling. So it's just like unclear, like what is the idea that you're trying to present and too much of like the me monster, like here's my 15 page bio. And and what all they really care about is what is the value you're going to provide to their audience? Like, what are you actually going to say? What is the segment and how is that useful to their audience? Yes. One of my uh, friends says, you know, who cares? So what, why you? Right. And it's as simple as that. Who cares? So what, why you? And it's like, put simply who you are. We don't need to know much. Right. And some people will just really go into detail that isn't necessary. What is it that, that you want to share that's of value to readers or viewers? And then how are you going to share it? Like, what's your idea? Give us a, a little bit of context. And for context for this conversation, Rory, some editors get a hundred pictures a day. It's just simply a, a time thing, you know, scrolling, scrolling. You don't really want someone to scroll. Like you want to just all there, all the meat there. And that's it. I mean, subject line, you know, timely pitch idea. Keep it really simple. I think some people, again, overcomplicate all of this. I swear, Rory, like life and business can be easier. You uh-huh. know, we're the ones who make it hard. We're the ones who create all these like, you know, roadblocks and this illusion of something has to be really challenging. It's not. Again, editors are just humans, just like us. They want to hear good ideas. You're being generous when you're sharing them. And they just want to hear them shared in the most simple way, like we all do. Right. Yeah. And I think that was a big shift for me, which is so much of fear is always self-centered. Like, you know, am I good enough? Are they going to want me? And so you spew all this stuff about you and it's like, they don't care about you, not in a mean way. What they care about is their audience. And it's like, if you can show that you know what their audience needs and you Mm -hmm. know what they put out to their audience and you can just sort of share hey, here's something I could do for your audience, then they're going to be like, okay, great. I'll take a look like this could be legit. 
Yes, absolutely. And if you want a couple of pro tips for real brownie points. With yeah, that. yeah. Brownie, t- brownie <laughs> points. <laughs> right. Because we want, I mean, we all want to get a yes, right? It's, rejection is very natural and it will certainly be part of the bitching process. But a couple of things that you can do that, that kind of really go a long way, again, because editors and producers are human, just like us, is, you know, to do a bit of, often editors to a staff writers and they do interviews or they write their own pieces. So if you can say, you know, I love the piece that you wrote on, maybe visiting home or, you know, turmeric lattes, like whatever the piece is based on where, you know, wherever you're pitching, to share that you've read their work as a human. We all want to be acknowledged, right? If somebody liked our work and it connected with it, just, you know, hey, I loved your piece on one sentence. Uh-huh. And I mean, that- butter, butter them up. And if you have a British accent, <laughs> it helps. It helps because if you have an accent, they like that too, if you're talking to them on the phone. <laughs> no, but that's so true. I mean- it boggles my mind when people will reach out to me for my podcast and they're like, we can come talk about customer service or something crazy. And it's like, I'm dealing with authors and speakers. It's like, clearly you haven't even listened to the opening 30 seconds of one episode ever. Like it's very obvious who our audience is if you literally take like a second to know. Now I have done other podcasts in the past and stuff where it's like, okay, yeah, this would be a fit for that, but not for this. I think that does go a long way. It's not even buttering up. It's just showing them like you care enough to take a second to figure out what they're about. Yes, exactly. And you know, I always say, I think I already said it, but it bears repeating like a couple of minutes of homework saves hours past. I feel like my pictures aren't being received. It's like, well, what like 30 minutes of research have we done in order to send like 10, 15 pitches. I mean, it doesn't take much worry, right? But this thing does go a long way, this research. And then the second piece, the second thing you can do for brownie points and you'll be far more likely to get a yes is to peg your pitch to anything just really timely or anything already kind of trending on their site. So maybe you have a different point of view. Maybe you have an extension of information. If you saw a piece on, you know, great public speakers do this. Well, wow, is there something missing? Do you disagree with that? Like, so again, it just shows that you're kind of engaging and you're aware of what's hot. And then also, I mean, we're all just, you know, SEO addicts here. And if something's happening in the news, we want to have an opinion. And so, I mean, all of my content is evergreen, but I'll pitch it to certain things in the news whenever I can, which is actually, again, pretty simple to do. I mean, one success story we had was there's a woman who, in our group, who does breath work. So like calming, breathing, she does some Reiki and other things, but she was like, my pictures aren't being accepted. And then her first pitch was accepted because instead of how to breathe to relax, you know, simple technique, it was how Meghan Markle should breathe on the way to the chapel to marry Harry. Like how should she be breathing? And it was on the day of their wedding or the day after. So you can just see how it's the same content, but if you kind of peg it to something, then it just makes it really timely and relevant. Yeah. I mean, and that is also the work, you know, like the work that people don't want to do is they don't want to research. They don't want to understand anything about the medium. And then the work is going, how do I apply my expertise to something happening in the news? It's the same five tips you've taught your entire career. It's just connecting it to something that's going on in the news that makes it worthy of dropping it into their news cycle. I think that's so powerful and it's so important. And, and it's, and, it's yeah. you're just dressing up. It's like lipstick on a pig kind of thing too. You're not, you're, you're, re, you're, you're, redress, you're just, it's just a new wrapper. It's the same, 
candy bar. It's a new wrapper, basically. Which is a very exciting wrapper, but it is, it's exactly the same. You add a couple of bridging sentences, a one-sentence intro that's different and a couple of kind of like bridging sentences in the piece to connect it to the timely relevant thing. The way that I kind of explain it is just say you're going on a long, long trip and you're driving like a janky car, right? And it's like, but you're used to it and you're like, I'll just keep driving my janky car. If you just pulled up at an airport and like took a little break and just got on a plane, which involves you just doing something different, you would then just arrive at your destination very, very quickly. But most people just stay in their janky car doing their janky pictures and they're confused as to why they're not getting anywhere quickly. So it takes a, a bit of change, but it's so worth it. I mean, it's pretty amazing how it can just transform your success. Yeah. So, okay. The last little part I want to talk to you about is the money. Okay. So how does this, cause this takes a lot of time. I mean, even if it's a few minutes, but if you're doing several things a week and then you're going back and forth, even if you get accepted, it's like, Hey, you need to edit it, blah, 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 blah. There can be a lot of time here. Does this convert to money or how do you make it convert to money? Cause I've been on TV shows where we'll see a, a, it'll sell a thousand books like that. I've been on other TV shows where there's like no, nothing apparently moved the needle at all. So are there certain outlets that you like more than others? Are there certain ways to do this to actually make it move your business forward? Yeah, it's a great question. Not all media is created equal. I mean, absolutely not. And it's kind of surprising what gets results over what you might assume versus actually what will drive a media feature to actually put money in the bank. And this is why I love guest posting specifically as a tool because it's the most frictionless way for a reader or viewer to then purchase, right? If you have a piece of content, put simply that, and I can share a framework for writing a great guest post too, but if you have a you know piece of content where you give your advice, right, you share your tips, for example, or you share a personal story, you then have what's called a shirt tail at the bottom of that article, which is a two sentence bio, again, really simple, with a link where someone can learn more. So for example, just say, you know, you're a, you know, a sleep expert and you give advice on maybe business travel or sleeping if you have a child, like a, new, a newborn, wherever your piece, it'll be placed wherever it's suitable. And then if someone's like, you know, Rory's a sleep expert who helps new moms get eight hours after three months, of, after your baby reaches the three-month mark, and then you download this, see my quick free training. It's amazing when you when you consider how many eyeballs will receive that piece, say it's on Family Circle, right, or parents.com then the people who read it will then click through. And to them, you are Family Circle. You are Parenting Magazine. Your mm. trust factor is already like massively established, which really shortens your sales cycle. And then you already go directly to a landing page or even to a purchase page. So that is, I mean, really the magic of, of course, and then you get all the other cred, right? So media, of course, is a huge credibility market. That's why I started doing it. I was side hustling as a life coach because I wanted you know, people to discover me and to find me and I wanted to get you know, the cred, the media cred. But then I started realizing just you know, how you can just monetize these eyeballs by just you know, giving them a flavor of you as an article and then an opportunity to work more deeply with you which you just make completely visible and available. And editors support that. They don't care what happens. They just want them to like the piece and to share it and to comment. But that's specifically why I like guest posting. And then... You're saying so because the idea is, like if you watch a TV segment, you might be in your kitchen or whatever, but if you're, you're reading... Like, oh, yeah, yeah, like you got to remember their name or a URL or something. Uh, yeah, but if I'm yeah. reading a blog or an article and mm -hmm. then it just says, learn more about Rory or learn more about Susie, Yes. You just click right there and they're off and they're into your relationship engine, as we call it. That's right. And another like golden point here is you can, instead of even making it about you, you can say, Rory helps new moms or this helps 
And then you say about who is it you serve? And that often just be like, is that me? And then it's pretty awesome how like how many just views, clicks, new subscribers, purchases. I mean, depending on how your back end is set up, it can, you know, it certainly leads to money in the bank. It still does for me, but old pieces, like they're just out there in the ether and circulation forever. So that's direct money in the bank, right? You see an immediate payoff once a piece goes live. But then also yeah, but then they're also indirect, right? You can get speaking opportunities. I've got both my book deals from articles being discovered that way. You can get brand deals. I mean, there's just, there are so many, once you put yourself out there and you become confidently more visible, it's like you could almost say, you know, universe, I'm, I'm here, right? Come and get me. You're, you kind of take that step and then you're out there and then people can, yeah, it's how they discover you. Love it, love it, love it. These are so many big mind shifts of just how all of this works. Where should people go? Okay. All right. So give me Susie. I want, I want your, what did you call it? A short tail? <laughs> yes. A shirt tail because it looks like the tail. Oh, a shirt tail. Uh-huh. That's inappropriate American interpre- interpretation. It's a, it's a shirt tail or like a byline or, you know, it's like a micro buy or whatever. It's just, so anyways, so where should our fans and followers who are wanting to get more media, where should they go to, to learn more about you? I have a free training where I kind of break this down and share specific hacks for writing a really great guest post specifically too mm. at getrockstarpr.com. That's where you get, can go. Getrockstarpr.com, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I want. I want rockstar <laughs> PR. I don't want no like cover tunes in the back of a dive bar PR. I want like <laughs> arena rockstar PR. <laughs> Uh, and that training is called Overnight Rockstar because it's, I mean, one thing that I love about media too, Rory, is unlike, you know, look, building businesses takes time, right? Building brands take time, but you can have a quick win with media. I mean, it's something that you, you can turn around with even, even a week or less. So I think we can allow our lives to be a little easier and, you know, allow some wins in. Like, have some of the fun with this. Don't let other people be getting all the media. Like, get your slice. I love that. I love that concept of allow some wins in. Maybe that'll be your next book. I think that's such a cool thing of just like, life doesn't have to be so hard. Let things come to you. Keep it simple. Be clear. And I love that. And I think you're so encouraging and you guys are so delightful and wonderful. And also, I think you've really helped us feel empowered that this is doable. They need you more than you need them. So let's just allow some wins. Yeah, and if I could just add one more thing, because I think that it's kind of important, because we all have our moments, right, where we think, gosh, am I ready, or will they accept me? I have no qualifications for it. I have a high school education. And so to be have this kind of expert status, which, again, you claim, because power can never be given to you, you have to you know, go and get it, you just you know, claim what's yours. I've done this with, like, zero kind of formal qualifications. So wherever you're at, you're ready. Whatever you have, it's enough. I love it. I love it. All right, Susie Moore, ladies and gentlemen, getrockstarpr.com. Thanks for your tips, Susie. We wish you the best and we'll talk again soon. Thank you so much, Rory. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it 
to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free lifetime access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we will get you set up with free lifetime access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, please just share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation.